Hello, it's Andrew May, and welcome to the Performance Intelligence Podcast, Bite Size Edition. This is where we take a clip from a previous podcast and amplify it for you in a snack-sized format. Before we start this episode, I wanted to take a quick moment to ask a favor of you. Please open the podcast app you're listening on right now and hit the follow button. This really supports us growing the podcast and also helps continue to produce high quality conversations around high performance. You listen to us and we want to listen to you. So please also consider leaving a rating and review. Tell us what you love about this episode and what you'd like to hear more of. Give us some feedback as it really does make a difference to what we're doing behind the scenes. Optimize performance through adapting your physical, psychological, and emotional state. Former InXS frontman and all-round rock star Kieran Gribben is the latest in our Performance Uncovered series. Kieran elaborates on how he gets himself ready for big moments. And when we're talking about big performance moments with Kieran, it's 30,000 people plus in stadiums around the world. He also told us that despite what you might think, that the rock star life isn't all fun and games all the time. Wizard and I were really disappointed to hear that. I think we had this mirage, this dream of how rock stars live. Kieran also went through how he stays sane with the sometimes crazy hours and borderline unmanageable schedule his career can demand of him at certain periods in the year. He also went through some really simple tips on what he does to bring himself back down to earth when he starts to feel overwhelmed. Let's get to the part that we call Performance Uncovered. I'm going to hit you with rapid fire questions. There's 13 of them, specific to high performance. Just the first question that comes to your mind. Question number one, apart from Joe Echo or Leia, what is your favourite band or your favourite song? Me and My Shadow wrote it 25 years ago. It's never been released. Why not? Never got around to getting the, the definitive recording. I recorded it about four times and I've never released it because I've never been happy with it, the, the production. Okay, watch this space. Question number two, your favourite movie? Amelie uh, Poulin, French movie. Love the soundtrack. It's, I listen to the soundtrack at least once a month. Sometimes I play it week, weekly. But the movie's quirky, fun, and only a fr- the way the French can make movies. Three, your favourite book? Danny the Champion of the World by Roald Dahl. It takes me back to a very, very young age where I fell in love with reading on that book. Four is your favourite possession. I'm not one for possessions, but if I had to grab something in here, probably would be my Telecaster, which is hanging over there on the wall. I bought it in Jacksonville, Florida. It was, it was the, the one guitar that I always wanted as a musician, and I bought one, an American Telecaster. Can you lean over and grab that? I'd, lo- I'd love you to take us through the audition <laughs> of Mystify. Tune, do whatever you need to do. And you know, as a non-musician, I just think it's a gift being able to pick up a guitar. If I could do that, Kieran, I'd open every keynote. <laughs> Here's something I'll put together for you today. Well, I'll play it. You can you can have a glass of you can have a glass of wine and pretend it's two a.m. in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Bit of Cheech and Chong. <laughs> All hills are misty, streets of blue. Diamond looks that chill divine. Some super moment. Yeah, well, 
Can I just throw out the rest of my questions and can we do a couple of tracks? Wizard has just written a message saying he can't wait to go home and tell his wife he's listening to the lead singer of In Excess. Apparently she's a massive fan. Wiz, what song would you like next? I reckon my questions are... She named her dog after that song. Really? Yeah. Your wife named your dog, her dog? She named her dog Misty after that song. Ah, there you go. Yeah. Wow. And we danced to Never Tear Us Apart at our wedding. I think Wizard just wants to listen to you sing. I think it was it's his, it's his dirty way of getting you to sing more. It's like having your own concert, Wizard. Oh, that's great. <laughs> right, well, I'll do Never Tear Us Apart. So this one's for Nick. Is that right? For Nicky. Yeah, I call it Nick anyway. So that yeah, Nick. All right. Nicky. This song is dedicated to Nicky, the wizard's wife. Who's obviously, what would that make her? Is she a wizard? Wife of the wizard. Wow. Wife of the wizard. All right, good. What's the first line that never tears apart then, Andrew May? They were never. No, I've gone to the chorus. <laughs> <laughs> You're the singer, champ. I'm the podcast guy. Wizards here playing his imaginary drums. How <laughs> much are you going to be in the good bix for uh, the rest of your life? I've got the I got the words "never tear and us apart" engaged on the inside of Nikki's engagement. Oh, oh! Did you hear that? That's oh, lovely. You. Well, you tell you tell Nikki I will sing it to her at a gig some night. <laughs> you big sentimental wizard. Are they tears? <laughs> He's looking a bit teary, the Wiz. He's a big, gruff, solid guy. And you've, That's all. You've let's talk about music and love. I've just got my my Christmas present all set. It's all <laughs> wonderful. Well, happy Christmas, Nikki. <laughs> oh, I, I love podcasting, and I love your authenticity. And and again, for people who are listening to this, you just you you go into that mode straight away. You close the eyes. It's just like. Does, does the world around you stop? Tell me, what, what's going through your head yeah, when you go a, into a, a character? That's a good way to describe it. I've, I've, I've had this conversation with quite a few people over my life and career, where you, know, where you, where you go when you're on stage in that moment. And, you know, you don't always get to that place. Not every gig is brilliant, but you're always striving to get to that place. I don't know whether you call it the state of flow. It's almost like a spiritual place where you go. You can go there with prayer or meditation, or you can go there when you're in the ocean, that place mm. where nothing else matters and you're just present in it. You know, I think, you know, I've been singing on stage since I was 15. I'm now 46. So there's a, there's that sort of repetition of doing the same thing over and over again. 30 years of domain expertise. Every yeah. weekend and, and singing. 
So I can go to that place pretty quickly now. Let's just close your eyes, be in the note. I heard Nadav Khan, who I work with, who's a meditation specialist and for 20 years has been talking about the power of the chant and om and singing. He talks about being present in the note. The note is all there is when you're singing om or when you're singing anything. So time stands still. You're in that, you're locked into whatever it is, the melody, the, the notes, the chord progression. And it's a, it's a feeling. It's it's hard to describe, but it's definitely a feeling. It's a it's a vibe. It's an energy that you plug into. Okay. And number five, your favorite food? Anything in a Thai restaurant. But I would say, if I have to pick then. Well, anything a Thai restaurant, but Japanese is pretty good too. So I would say, agadushi tofu. Question six, what time do you wake up and go to bed each day? That must be hard when you're doing late night gigs as well. No two days are the same. I don't have any routine in my life Is your circadian rhythm out of sync? Completely. All right, we'll chat about that offline. I've got some tips for you as well. And next question, number seven, is one of those. Do you have a morning routine? Yes, I get a bit of exercise movement in the body and I get into a state of, I, I start thinking about gratitude things of gratitude as quickly as possible. If I don't do that by 11, 12 o'clock the day, I'm still grumpy. I'm going, okay, I got to start talking about counting the blessings again. You know, I'm healthy, I'm married, beautiful kids, X, Y, and Z. I'm singing songs for a living. So, Question eight, what does your weekly fitness schedule look like? Very fractured. I've got into, I suppose, my own lifting my own body weight, whether it be press-ups or sit-ups or hanging on bars. I love this. This is a new thing over the last sort of three, four months. It's less taxing on running on the body, on joints and that type of stuff. So stretching, Pilates, I suppose, but it's not Pilates. I've never done a Pilates class in my life, but it's all of that stretching, the arms, the fingers, every sinew, the neck, the shoulders, the back. I love it. Stretching out like a cat, as you say that. Question number nine, I'll give you a bit of a slant. Either tell me your favorite go-to productivity tip or as a singer-songwriter, a favourite tip of yours to get into that creative zone? Um, silence as well. People forget that silence is very, very important. I, I, I need to have at least two, three minutes before I even think about singing, creativity, and that can be a walk. It doesn't have to be sitting in silent meditating, but I do meditate, but I don't do it all the time. But I, I spoke to Nadav last week and he said, you can sit in the car. You don't have to close your eyes. You're waiting on the red light to go and you can just go. Um, then it's back to that hum again and centering oneself quickly. So yeah, that's, that's, that's where I try to get to in my day as quickly as possible. Some days I don't get there. Are you planning an upcoming conference or company offsite? For the past 15 years, I've averaged speaking at over 50 events each year, and I still love presenting at conferences as much as I did when I first started. To explore the different presentations I offer on a range of topics and themes, including physical and psychological well-being, becoming burnout-proof, connection and belonging, that's a new area I'm, I'm really enjoying presenting on neuroscience and behavior change, mental skills and leadership and culture. Or if you'd like to understand our fully integrated conference experience with pre-event diagnostics, activities throughout the agenda, including a morning wake up, energy breaks, team building activities and digital resources to embed learning, 
To find out more information and to download a brochure, go to andrewmay.com slash keynotes. 10, your most vivid childhood memory. Standing at four or five years of age in the traditional family Gribbon home where my grandfathers and ancestors, all of the Gribbons were born in. It's a 250-year-old home, stone building, in front of a fire with my uncle Patrick playing the fiddle. And I'll, I'll, I, can, I can feel the heat. Uh, there's a roaring fire to my left and I'm looking at him and I can see a silhouette against the back of the, the, the window. He's standing in front of a window and he's screeching out a traditional Irish tune on a fiddle and just been stopped in my tracks going, wow. I think a, a career was formed in that moment. Question 11, the biggest adversity you faced and what did this teach you? Oh, good one. I, I think biggest adversity. I think it's a constant battle with oneself being an artist and a musician that controlling one's thoughts, the negative thought in particular, that little voice where there, there is six months of darkness in your life and there hasn't, hasn't been that much exciting happen and you're still having to try and dig yourself out of that darkness. That's been a journey and I've got really good at focusing on the, on the, the, the good stuff and not taking myself too seriously and not worrying about too much. You know, every gig has a beginning, a middle, and an end, and that's what I sort of go. That's that's every day is one of those two. So one day at a time. Question twelve: What achievement or achievements are you most proud of? I think getting recognition. For a long time, it was about getting recognition. I got that with the Madonna record, and then obviously in excess and all the other beautiful things that happened. But my neighbour recently, my Australian friend Mick Woods, said to me, "You know, I was running around, busy, busy, busy." Friday, Saturday, Sunday gigs, packing cars, running to this gig, running to that gig. And he said to me, you know, the kids were playing in the back garden. And he said, I'm like going, you know, you're always running around. And he goes, yeah, but mate, you're doing it. You're keeping a family and you're keeping a family as a musician. And that's a rarity, man. That is, and that in today's world, um, that's a... I don't think people realize, people think being a musician is is uh, glamorous, and it is, and it can be, but the glamour moments are just like little sprinkles and on top of your uh, salt and pepper on top of your bacon and egg roll, <laughs> basically. It's like hard slog, early mornings, hard work, and a lot of sort of battling that self-doubt is the, is the, is the, the toughest one. And getting, getting involved, uh, it changes that experience and, and just being surrounded by glorious musicians all my life has taught me much. And question 13, what is your definition of high performance? It's about functionality in it with one's body you know you talked about being a singer singer's not just about these vocal cords the singer's about getting the body into that workable state using the entire body so that your stance on stage your lungs on stage is projecting the vocal out and and so yeah that the definition of high performance is being able to do that back to back continually and still get up the next day and 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 being able to find in that balance of self-care and uh recovery because i don't care who you are if you stand and sing for two hours that's taxing on the body it's taxing on the on the on the, the voice and if you've got five of those in a row then you need to be fit 
So getting into that state of fitness, and which I'm not at, I've, I've definitely nowhere near the fitness levels I was 10 years ago, but I'm getting back to that. I'm, I've really started to focus on my fitness levels now because I know that's where I'm lacking because um, I'm gigging again and I'm going, whoa, because it's, it's, a, it's a taxing on the body standing on stage. Hi again, it's Andrew, and I hope you really enjoyed that episode. We would appreciate if you helped to amplify the Performance Intelligence Podcast by sharing episodes with your friends and with your colleagues by going to iTunes and leaving a rating and review. This really does help get the message out to a wider audience, and I love reading the comments as well. If you'd like to know more about booking me as a speaker at your next annual conference or company offsite, or purchasing one of the books I've written, including MatchFit, or if you'd just like to receive my monthly e-newsletter, which is called the AM edition, that has stacks of information specific to all things human performance, go to andrewmay.com. And we'll see you on the next edition of Performance Intelligence.